Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Martha Stewart, who is one of the four cover girls on the new Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. And we've talked about that. The 81-year-old TV personality businesswoman uh, is on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. And she looks pretty good for 81. I'm just, you know, don't look at me like that. I'm just saying she looks pretty good for Martha Stewart at 81. Now, she has now claimed that, uh, hey, no, I've never gone under the knife. Okay, there's no cuts to clown face in Martha Stewart's world. And, uh, you know, I first heard that and I was like, mm, you know, I think we're walking that fine line again where, you know, that they don't do the cuts, but they do the fillers. Well, she even mentions that. She says, I wear hats, I wear sunblock, uh, I have regular facials, and I get a spray tan. And she said, I'm not a hairy person, <laughs> but uh, I got a complete body wax, you know, for the shoot, she's saying, that for the SI shoot. And she said, you know, there are... Every now and then, certain fillers that I can do. Uh-huh. But uh, I hate Botox, according to uh, according to Martha. And so she's never gone under the knife. Now, I believe I have to disagree with that. Because while she isn't three cuts to clown face, when you look at the close-ups of Martha at 81, the, the old chin and the neck... Hey, the the under the under chin uh, looks pretty tight, and then you get to the eighty-one-year-old neck, and you're like, "Ooh, oh, I feel like there's been a cut. I feel like there's been a cut or two on tightening up the chin so that the face still stays tight." But that's just me. Welcome, welcome to chewing the fat. <laughs> What did I do with that 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate? What did I do? (laughs) So, you, I mean, you have heard, of course, of ammonium nitrate. It's a chemical used for fertilizer. Oh, yeah, and explosives. That's all. Uh, And uh, it went missing. It was shipped by rail from Wyoming to California last month. The rail car loaded with 30 tons of chemical left Cheyenne, Wyoming on April 12th. The car found empty after it arrived at a rail stop in the Mojave Desert. Huh. What did I do with that 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate? Man, I don't know what I did. It's not in this pocket. It's not in this pocket. I don't know. I don't know what I did. Have you looked under the cushions? No? Okay. So the company, Dino Nobel, Dino N-O-B-E-L, Dino Dino Noble, uh, made a report saying that, uh, yeah, hey, uh, we filled it up and uh, we tagged it and everything was was fine. 
really yeah uh when it left the facility the seals were still intact and it was still intact when they stopped in the mojave too but it's completely empty we don't know what happened uh okay now one investigation from the federal railroad administration and there's been like three or four investigations uh into this and they're all doing a bang-up job because we still don't know what happened to it but they're investigating they claim that one of the hopper car gates weren't closed properly so the ammonium nitrate is comes in pellet form so they're trying to make me believe that yeah they just bounced out during the traveling they just bounced out of the hole what are you gonna do i mean it's just pellets of ammonium nitrate a fertilizer all along the rail track what are you gonna do (laughs) okay yeah yeah I, i believe that don't worry about it so now we still have the investigation and we don't know what happened to the 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate now was it stolen probably it sounds like the beginning of a good show actually i'm willing to make that happen well i'm guessing this is just again again this is just me it's me i'm reading the story i'm thinking out loud with you here on chewing the fat i'm thinking that someone at the old dynamo noble uh didn't fill the car at all and just put the seals on it and said there you go take care get out of here and so then now dino has an extra sixty thousand pounds of ammonium nitrate sitting around and they're just waiting for another company to come along and say hey we need sixty thousand pounds of ammonia oh okay i got some in the back i got some in the back for you and they just waited for the car to get open wherever they were going to open it along this trip and realize that it was empty and create this big hullabaloo they're still up sixty thousand pounds of ammonium nitrate now the other version would be that it was actually stolen and i don't want to think about that because when ammonium nitrate gets stolen it really isn't because of the fertilizer aspect of it so i don't want to see it used for nefarious purposes but that's why i'm going with it's the company's fault speaking of crime i see my man sam Britton. <laughs> you remember him the former department of energy official you know sam the doggy play sam Britton likes to wear dresses was part of the administration uh he was also accused now of stealing the tanzanian fashion designers dresses from her airport luggage and he was arrested yesterday as a fugitive from justice is what they're calling it <laughs> uh in maryland so I, a spokesperson for the metropolitan washington airports authority and i i love the NAA, NAA yeah and waa the metropolitan washington airports authority they said the arrest was again related to the alleged theft of airport luggage as a third allegation made against him because he was already in trouble for the two right so he had the one at uh in nevada at harry reed airport man i hate calling it harry reed airport dude that guy man uh, you know he rest in peace harry but you were a douche when you were alive okay it's just sorry about it this is the way it was and he was also um uh, had a big deal at the minneapolis st paul airport where he stole the luggage 
when he was under i mean they the charges for britain are theirs he stole the suitcase at harry reed that was estimated at i don't know three or four thousand dollars he stole the airport in minneapolis st paul that was the first one we heard about that was i don't know 20 over two thousand dollars worth of stuff and this particular lady saw the story and said hey he's he's wearing my dresses the dresses that sam was wearing at these events were from her suitcase (laughs) that she had stolen so now he's gonna go and face charges for this as well just incredible this guy and you know there's more there's absolutely more we talked about it when it first happened this is not a one-off and now obviously it most definitely is not a one-off so he's back in trouble again he's back in jail for this the other case i think he still faces jail time for that uh he may have made a deal with one of them no he made a deal with both of them uh with both cases that said uh yeah jail time's not necessary oh okay so maybe this time maybe this time jail time will be necessary for sam and you know what i bet you he'll be able to find some people to play puppy with him in prison and as long as we're talking about prison uh we've talked about this case before the uh jewelry collection that was stolen in dresden germany well five men were convicted this week for their role in the 2019 theft of 21 pieces of diamond encrusted jewelry from the 18th century collection i mean it was a huge break-in and they were sentenced to between four and six years in prison after much of the loot was returned not all of it though (laughs) we still have some of the loot missing so are you willing to go to prison for four years and come out with a pile of money buried in the back Uh, you know uh, yes is the answer according to these people so remember they broke into the dresden green vault museum which was i mean the largest treasure collection Uh, the hall included a 49 carat dresden white diamond a sword with over 700 diamonds and there were you know there's all kinds of stuff on the list but they didn't get it all back and the operation they said was considered low tech they disarmed the security system they set a fire to a circuit breaker entered through a window (laughs) so the suspects are part of the same family responsible for the theft of the 220 pound canadian gold coin from berlin's bode museum or bode museum b-o-d-e museum back in 2017 so the family is you know making a little bit of cash and now they're some of them are in prison now and i'm guessing when they say family they don't mean blood well i mean you probably have to join the family with blood but you aren't really blood you get what i'm saying all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately <sighs> congratulations to ricky gervais gervais ricky gervais Rick, ricky gervais i can't even speak i don't even know what's going on i gotta stop drinking actually during the morning is what needs to happen before i do this show i'm gonna go on record right now saying I'm going to try very hard. I'm going to do my best to stop drinking (laughs) before the show. All right. So congratulations to Ricky Gervais uh, for setting a record for making a million bucks. It's actually more than a million. He uh, did a gig at the Hollywood Bowl. 
They paid him 1.41 million euros. Nice for the single gig. Uh, congratulations to Ricky. That uh, is now the highest grossing single gig ever by a British stand-up comedian. Boy, that's a... <laughs> I want to make sure you have that right. It's now the highest grossing single gig ever by a British stand-up comedian. So congratulations, Ricky. Man, you're knocking the records out of the park. He said that he was really, it's part of his new Armageddon show, which he's been touring about. And he said that it was, he loved it. It was surreal. And he can't imagine, you know, uh, what his mom would think of me playing at the Hollywood Bowl. It was really a, a nice moment of him, you know, saying how grateful he was to be on tour and playing at the Hollywood Bowl. He was so grateful. In fact, I'm sure he went ahead and cashed the 1.41 million euros. Uh, that's how grateful he was. But what was weird about that is he said in the interview, I wish I'd filmed it now, if only to remind myself it actually happened. Ricky Gervais is doing a concert and he's not filming it? Um, what world am I living in? Uh, of course you film those. That I don't know that I believe that. I don't know that I believe that, that it wasn't filmed at the Hollywood Bowl. Because... A guy like him, you're not doing anything without it being filmed. That's part of the deal. That's part of your life. Uh, just really, really strange. I know he, you know, he's back in the UK now, and he's busy touring, and he comes, you know, back across Europe and back into the U.S. Um, I guess he's playing in New York at Radio City Music, which will be great. He's got a couple of dates at Wembley Arena, which will be huge, and at the Palladium in London. So, I mean, his tour will continue, and I don't know um that if he'll be able to break his own record of the highest grossing single gig ever by a british stand-up comedian but he might you just you just never know i see the other day we talked about debt speaking of making a lot of money uh apparently more americans are struggling now to make ends meet uh, than uh than they have uh you know in the aftermath of the pandemic huh more Americans are struggling to make ends meet now than in the aftermath of the pandemic. Huh, I wonder why that would be. <laughs> I wonder why that would be. It's so strange. I mean, we did the story the other day where we're the debt and the credit card debt and the, the, uh, the failing of uh, all kinds of bills that people aren't paying. Huh, this just bodes into that even more. That's so weird that Americans are... <laughs> struggling to make ends meet really really strange like it's funny i don't know what would cause that something like that um couldn't be this administration and inflation and now it's silly i see where disney uh is closing down its star wars themed hotel it just opened like it just opened like 18 months ago yeah we're gonna shut this thing down it's a dump we're tired of it we're gonna shut it down oh okay yeah sure it was open for a year and a half but uh we just we just can't open up anymore apparently i mean it sounded like a cool thing to do and it was kind of worth the money i mean sure i know that it was very expensive but it was you know this immersive experience into the galactic super cruiser and uh it simulated voyage to a galaxy far far away and you're able to, you know, do all kinds of stuff on it. So they, they said here in the story that it was 1200 bucks a person per night. Our family packages were $6,000. But, okay, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. But 
The tag included food and drink and admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios for the planetary excursion. I, I don't know. And an exclusive magic band and two-night stay in either cabin or suite. I don't know. Like, it kind of sounds like it was worth it. I wasn't going to pay it because I'm one of those Americans <laughs> like you that are struggling. But I, you know, it seems like a fair price for what they were doing. But no, because they're shutting it down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cancel that billion-dollar installation of... Uh, they had another, they had some other stuff going on in uh, Lake Nona Town Center that was supposed to create... Bring, they were supposed to bring jobs in from California to Orlando, which I'm sure Florida is bummed about. Oh, no, we're not going to get more California people. But, uh, you know, they've had their fight with, uh, with DeSantis, so they've decided, yeah, we're not going to build. Remember that land that used to be ours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's no longer yours yeah that land we're not going to build on it anymore oh no what are we gonna do what are we gonna do i know i know so get there it's going to be open now i guess until september so you have until september although uh, i don't know if they're just staying open until september to honor the people that have already uh already registered so you might still be able to get in I'm guessing that's why they're closing it down because there's a number of openings still to get into the Star Wars immersive theme dump at Disney World. So good luck. You might be able to get in. I saw another story about uh, the Royals have been on my mind since Meghan and Harry lied about their chase in New York and all their stuff. And don't, I'm going to talk about the Queen for a little bit. So go ahead. <laughs> can't play that with Harry. well harry's still a prince so we could do that with harry which was a complete fallacy anyway uh they released the uh, cost of the queen's funeral and i thought wow that seems cheap what are they barrier and wood uh so apparently the funeral and lying in state cost 162 million euros I mean, seriously, I, I, when you watch that funeral and the processions, and I, I, I mean, it certainly looked like it was going to cost more than 162 million euros. I mean, I got I feel like that's, I feel like that's was what the government paid because Harry, I mean, uh, Chuck had to pay for more than that, right? 162 million euros. I, they had to have buried her in wood for 162 million euros really i okay uh, and i know it's a lot of money uh, it sounds like a lot of money but not really not when you, you're burying the queen and everything that went out okay hold on a second let me see this right the home office which was responsible for policing the national security 73.7 million yeah that was huge the security for it then 54.7 million by the department of culture media and sport love them and then 18.8 million euros spent by the scottish government other costs were ministry of defense 2.9 million department of transport 2.6 million welsh government 2.2 million foreign commonwealth and development office 2.1 million and northern ireland office 2.1 million Two plus two equals four. No, I don't want to hear my 30-minute clip. I don't want to hear that's for the other show. Uh, but, okay. All right. Congratulations for spending the 161 
162. Sorry, I don't want to undercut it. It was cheap enough as it was. 162 million euros on the Queen's funeral. I also see. As long as we're talking about royals, go ahead. Give me. Let's talk, let's talk about the royals. We're going to continue on with royal talk. <laughs> Princess Diana and Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle top sex doll requests. Okay. <laughs> uh, a leading adult company has uh, revealed that Princess Diana, Kate Middleton, and Meghan Markle are among their top celebrity sex doll requests. Now, the CEO uh, says that taste and decency prevent him from fulfilling those customers racy royal requests that will be true until the company starts to hurt for money <laughs> and then he will say hey Meghan markle sex doll kate middleton sex doll princess diana sex doll you can be with the mom and the wife with diana and megan now you're living life <laughs> we don't want to i mean the ceo is is british so he doesn't want to cheapen the memory Ugh, stop it but those are the biggest requests for uh and uh they get he gets a lot of requests for the tom hardy doll uh okay i mean tom's a good looking man Tom's a good looking man <laughs> they do have one uh one porn guy british porn guy right yeah thor johnson they have his doll and he was that's one of the best-selling products can i get so when you call up and you say man i would really like to get a tom hardy sex doll and um uh, i'm sorry thank you for calling uh can i get you in to a thor <laughs> to a thor doll yeah we got a, i got a thor johnson here i got it on sale today let me get you into that it's one of the company's best-selling dolls <laughs> so give me a call back when you can get princess diana megan and kate middleton i mean if i had to choose between the three is that is that what you just asked me jeff what would you choose between diana kate and megan <laughs> sex dolls here princess diana Meghan markle kate middleton oh yeah don't even get me started on thor johnson <laughs> the adult star male don't even get me done well we already have if i had to choose that's your question all right i had to choose i would choose kate i would choose kate uh, I've seen enough of Diana. I've seen enough of Megan. I mean, she was great in suits. I got it, but she's agonizing, and you know, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I didn't want. Well, you couldn't be in the same room with even the doll, Megan, because it would just be like, oh, please shut up. I haven't said anything. I'm just a doll. I know, but shut up. It's just the way you're looking. Uh, so you got to go with Kate. <laughs> I see where Princess Diana. Speaking of Princess Diana, uh, the late, great Princess Diana, she apparently uh, has sent some uh, sex jokes to the, a Greek king. 
So the letters that Princess Diana had written to Constantine II, the last king of Greece, went up for sale at the Dominic Winter Auctioneer's Auction House. Nice. So the secret notes were full of these sexual undertones. Nice. I mean, I, you got you to gotta love that. You mean Princess Diana was a real human being? Yes. Yes, she was. So they were sold uh, for seven grand. Oh, they're already sold. I can't even buy them now. Wait, they just sold? What the heck? Okay, I can't even buy them. Never mind. You can't. I'll just tell I'll tell you about it. But you can't buy them now. The auction's over. They sold for seventeen thousand dollars or for seven thousand dollars. So apparently, they were published by the Girls Talk Card series, which was around the year nineteen eighty-seven. Each contained a humorous adult cartoon with a racy punchline. So the picture on the card's front showed an illustrated naked blonde man with a leaf covering his private areas and, uh, you know, like the Bible's first man, Adam. The other letter featured a woman wearing just a bra and underwear while looking shocked. The top of a man's head is shown masking her business part. And uh, oh, the entire woman's body is a business part, Jeff. Yeah, I know, but you know what I'm talking about. And the caption read uh, on the first one, "What's the def?" Oh no, this is the second one. Hold on. What's the? Where's the joke of the the naked man? Because she wrote she wrote a special note on the one. So the caption on the one, what's the definite? The caption of the one with the the guy's head blocking the business part of the female uh the caption uh, what's the definition of a, the perfect man a midget with a 10 inch tongue who could breathe through his ears <laughs> i mean that's joke of the day worthy on chewing the fat that's pretty good now both notes were signed with diana's signature so that was sent to it was sent to him and then on the adam card where it said Adam came first. Now he's on the card leaning up against a tree with the leaf over his man part. And the caption is, Adam came first. <laughs> and uh, Diana, what Diana said, uh, oh, men always do. Nice. That's <laughs> uh, kind of funny. Kind of funny. So Constantine, just so you know the bloodline here. All right, of Constantine, uh, also known as, well, you may know him as Tino, uh, ruled Greece from 1964 to 1973 when the monarchy was abolished. The dethroned ruler had ties to the royal family, being the first cousin once removed from Queen Elizabeth's husband, Prince Philip. <laughs> he was the first cousin once removed from the queen's husband. Okay. All right. I got him in the door, though. I got him in the door. That's royal blood. And he's the godfather of Prince, soon-to-be King William. And uh, Philip and Diana were later named godparents of Tino's kids as well. So there's that. What a bloodline. What a bloodline. (laughs) He's the first cousin once removed from Queen Elizabeth's husband, Prince Philip. That's enough royal talk. Whatever works to get you in the door, though, man. 
If you're pulling up to Windsor and you've got the bloodline, you're in. Okay, you ever run across something that you now care about that if someone were to ask you yesterday that if you cared about it, you would say no? <laughs> so I'm talking uh, to my friend Brad Staggs. He's got me all wound up. Brad Staggs, Mojo Five O. I I show up on his network. He's welcome on Thursdays every week, okay? So he starts telling me, are you aware of this James Bond Moonraker Mandela effect? And I'm like, no, and I don't care. I don't know. Nice talking to you. Thanks for calling me. So if you're not sure what the visual Mandela effect is, VME, is an internet uh, phenomenon describing shared and consistent false memories for specific images okay and there's one example is the monopoly guy uh everyone remembers him wearing a monocle he never had one okay all right so uh this particular bit mandela effect is from the james bond movie moonraker 1979 i barely remember seeing moonraker i think my grandfather sat me on his lap while this aired in 1979 so i barely remember it but i james in the in the movie jaws you know the giant guy that played jaws meets this little girl this blonde little girl in with pigtails with braces the whole point of the movie is that these two meet and jaws has his you know his metal teeth in that's why they call him jaws and he looks at the little blonde girl with pigtails and she smiles and she has shiny teeth too they're called braces and then they meet lock eye to eye and walk hand in hand off that's that was the whole point it doesn't work if she doesn't have braces well now we're looking into all the back movies and she doesn't have braces she never had braces according to there's one there's one YouTuber that has that got a VHS tape, and he played the VHS tape, the earliest one he could find. And in that VHS tape, it kind of looks like she doesn't have braces. But there's another YouTuber that was that had filmed uh, a, a shot from the movie where it does appear that she has braces. So which is it? Did she have braces or not? The movie makes no sense if the girl doesn't have braces that scene has no sense and when you look at there's a threat not that i went down the moonraker rabbit hole after this but there's all kinds of people that remember i was in the movie with my mom and i remember my mom saying oh look at the girl's got braces too just like jaws and i remember my grandmother was in the house and she was watching it and was she first of all is my question was she but yes that's what he said so and they were commenting on the little girl's uh braces so the only thing i could think of (laughs) is maybe we call the actress now the actress is from france her name is blanche revelec she was born in ravelec r-a-v-a-l-e-c she's born in 1954 so what's that make her i don't know i don't know what that makes her 150 years old doesn't matter well, I know it makes her. I mean, it's, it's 69. Okay, I got it. 
right. So she was born in 1954. We, we got to try to reach out to her and see. Now, maybe she's in on it. Maybe she's in on, on the falsehood. I don't know what, and what good is the change. Why would something like that be changed? Some are saying we live in an alternate universe. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe we do what we're seeing now. I, I don't know. It's just I can't stop thinking about it now. <laughs> and then I so then I'm you know now that I'm down the you know the rabbit hole of the Mandela effect, I start looking at these these other Mandela effects that are going on, like you know Jif versus Jiffy peanut butter, right? Um, it's it's always Jiffy. It's not Jif, right? Uh, Oscar Mayer. We're speaking of Oscar Mayer. Uh, hello, OSCO and their new Frankfurter thing that we talked about yesterday. The more I thought about that, the more the angrier I got at him for changing in the yes, iconic vehicle. But anyway, well, they didn't change the vehicle, Jeff. They just putting a new name on it. Okay, I got it. So uh, HBO's uh, Sex in the City. The correct name of the show is Sex and the City. Okay, <laughs> I know. I know. There was a couple other ones in here, too. Uh, everyone knows the Luke, I am your father. Some of them, uh, you know, some of these things are became bits, and you know, on comedy shows or whatever, and people have heard the bit so much that they think it's actually what was said in the movie, and it wasn't, right? Um, it was just like, uh, and, and so much of it, oh, what was the other one in here? Um Lucy, oh, this is a good one for Pat Gray Unleashed, actually. Show that I'm a part of on Wednesdays. I do a Chewing the Fat segment, and I'm on the show on Fridays as well. Uh, you know, you can tune into that if you'd like. Uh, however, um, in the in, for Lucy, the line, Lucy, you've got some explaining to do. That's a bit that Pat does all the time. Yeah, that was never said. That was never said. That's amazing. They remember that. Ricard, Ricky used to say... Um, uh explain that if you can and lucy splain but he never said you got some splaining to do <laughs> i would have bet against that i would have bet for sure that was said in a in a lucy show but no no it wasn't no it wasn't i like kit kat was it kit kat or was it kit dash cat think about that for a second can you answer that was it kit kat k-i-t-k-a-t with capital k's or was it k-i-t dash capital k-a-t that's kit kat they're together kit kat no dash (laughs) so funny so funny and like mr rogers neighborhood this is really weird and this one i I think i would have bet against too then i'll be done with the mandela effects but uh because i got me i I remember looking at this one yesterday then it got me thinking about the national lampoon mr rogers bit where he gets his ass kicked on the comedy album and that was the comedy album this little side note uh off the track of mr rogers for just a second uh the mandela effect of mr rogers i'll tell you what that is okay the song is it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood but that's the bit the beautiful day in the neighborhood but the actual song it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood 
Okay. But it got me thinking about the National Lampoon album a hundred years ago. It was a three sided album. You know, it had uh it had on one side the B side had two grooves so that you had to put the needle just right to get that third album uh on the album. And in the in the National Lampoon album they do a, a it's not Mr it's called Mr. Roberts. And uh there's one scene where <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers goes outside and a neighbor calls him over and wants to starts talking about it. I don't want to be with my kids anymore at your house and I don't like the way you button your sweater. You're some kind of freak and then he just kicks his ass. <laughs> he starts beating Mr. Rogers up on the street. Oh, oh, don't even look at me like that. It was comedy, okay? Yeah, it's comedy. Oh, oh my gosh. I have to say... Who died today? Who died today? Sam Zell. Sam Zell. Rest in peace. Dead at the age of 81. Now, Sam was an investor, you know, and he was a big time investor. In fact, he liked to call himself the grave dancer because he liked to take distressed companies and, uh, and, you know, make as much money as he could obviously i mean he was a he was a billionaire but where i know sam zell from is from he was part of the jcor radio days jcor communications it was his money along with randy michaels running jcor running jcor man those were good radio days those were good radio days and you know what now that i think about it it was because of him that we sold to clear channel so screw you sam zell you bastard i'm sorry you died but you bastard (laughs) i mean he started premier radio networks this guy he built the syndication of premier up with rush and dr laura and art bell him and randy michaels i mean we had good times at jcor man we were there was no doubt about it those were And then he sold the Claire Channel. Bastards. Yeah. Rest in peace, Sam. Grave dancer. And I know that it was Randy Michaels who did most of the work for J-Core and Premier. But it was still you, grave dancer, who ended up selling the Clear Channel and changing the landscape of radio, really. So, just because I'm not crazy about it doesn't mean it didn't change the landscape. So rest in peace, Sam, at 81. Ugh. Yes, it's Friday. So that means it's time for what's being called America's favorite game show, What's the Lie? What's the lie? Where contestants try to decipher the lie from your count of one, two, three, four headlines. One of them is not true. Thus, that's where we get what's the lie. Our contestant today, returning champion Jesse Miller from Pennsylvania. If you win again, not only will you get to come back again for another round, you will win a Talking Sense Jeffy Blue Freshie. And I want to be sure that people understand this is a real thing. 
Okay, this is not a made-up, chewing-the-fat kind of thing. It's a real thing to Jeffy Sense, Jeffy Blue Freshy. You can go to the Talking Sense Facebook group to find the Freshy scent and design just for you. And also, if you or someone you love would like to be a contestant on What's the Lie, you can always email chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Welcome to our returning champion, Jesse Miller. How are you? Oh, pretty good, Jeffy. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I hope you had a wonderful week. Uh, well, re- I, well, replaying I, your victory. I did, but um, you know, you guys didn't feed me too well. You kept me in that closet till I came back on the show today, and I didn't get too too much good food. Oh no. Well, yeah. Well, you get the freshie coming your way. I, oh, that's good. I, I know. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. That's part of the deal. You won. All right. And and, and I will say this too. Uh, you know, you took a shot at uh, darian on your way out last week and i let it slide i let it slide because you know it let it slide but you know that you don't need to take shots at other people we're here for people to win okay. like i like i, I want I, you to I win apologize to him. i want you to win I, he doesn't need your pity apology either okay i'm just saying <laughs> just don't take the shot all right, he all right. look he knows he hasn't won one okay there's no reason for you just to keep throwing shots at him okay he knows well if, if i win can i give him the, the, the one today if i win today Wow, we have not had that discussion here. I'm going to have to revisit the rules of uh, what's the lie, but we'll see. I mean, well, before we get to the game, I mean, what's your problem? You don't want to come back if you win? You haven't even won yet. You tried to get out? I I do, but I I feel like I can give him the prize. Yeah, well, what are we? What is this? A charity where I'm running here? No, it's a game show. (laughs) You play, you win, you keep going on. All right, so you ready? You ready to play? Four headlines, one of them not real. What's the lie? Headline number one. Ikea is holding raves as part of a new customer experience. A Minnesota man invented a motorcycle that runs on beer. Colorado man tries to trade places with dog to avoid DUI arrest. Concert venues, headline number four. Concert venues providing crowders that will guard your spot during a bathroom break. Those are your four headlines. Headline number one, Ikea is holding raves as part of a new customer service experience. A Minnesota man invented a motorcycle that runs on beer. A Colorado man tries to trade places with a dog to avoid DUI arrest. Concert venues providing crowders that will guard your spot during a bathroom break. Those are the four headlines. What is the lie? Mm, you know what? I'm going to have to just going a wild guess here and take the minnesota one the minnesota one the man who invented a motorcycle that runs on beer yeah oh no jesse jesse so you got cocky you're willing to give something away that you hadn't even won yet i know so i mean holy cow that's that's really sad Thanks for listening to What's the Lie? What's the Lie is a subsidiary of Chewing the Fat Enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of recording. CTF, WTL, I, I, I. I'm trying to figure out which one is the lie, and the only other guess I would have is the IKEA one. Oh, you got two more. You got two more. You can keep going. I'll tell you this right now. You remind me of Darian. I'll tell you that. You got two more. Go ahead. Um, um, The concert one. 
Okay, thank you. About freaking time. Don't give him any winning music. Don't do it. This is not a winning thing. This is part of the loser segment. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.